Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. Obviously, it would be kind of weird if I named the podcast the Jessica Harlow podcast and my name was like Sally. But um, anyway, welcome back to the show. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Jessica Harlow. I'm a content creator and influencer among probably a number of other things. But I guess I'm most known for my beauty and motivational content on YouTube and Instagram and wherever else on the internet. I've devoted probably most of my life to helping young women look and feel their best. I think we spend so much time admiring beautiful and successful women, and I think you deserve to join them and figure out how to do that. So you can follow me on Instagram at Jessica Harlow. That's probably the platform that I'm most active on. I really take a lot of time to engage with you guys on there and respond to comments and DMs. So many of you have become more like friends to me than just simply followers. And I've noticed that a lot more of you have been reaching out and telling me things like, oh, I never comment on things. I never message people, but I am now. And I just want to say that I really, really appreciate that. I really appreciate you breaking out of your comfort zones and routines for me. That really means a lot. Um, honestly, I post things for the most part because I really want to know what you guys think, what your opinions are, and what's happening in your lives so that way I better know how to serve you. So I really appreciate that you guys have opened up to me so much over the past few months to a year or so. It's really meant a lot to me. I really appreciate it and it's been a true delight getting to know you guys better. So we're back from a mini hiatus. I was kind of on a bit of a social media detox over the weekend You guys know that I like to do that sometimes because honestly, social media, the internet, it's a really amazing thing. It's made our lives so much better in so many ways, yet it also really can make you not feel so good mentally, especially when you do this as a living like I do. It could just really suck you up in a way and it can get a little bit overwhelming. That's not me complaining. It's just an observation and I think that a lot of us can relate to that in whether you work on social media or not. I feel like we can all kind of relate to that a little bit. So I wanted to take a little bit of time to myself to recharge a bit. I wanted to take a moment so that I could come back with episodes that I could feel proud of and good about putting out. I really don't like feeling like I'm just posting to post. It's just not nice. It's not nice to you guys because you deserve good, meaningful, useful, thoughtful content that's inspiring and entertaining, hopefully. Um, obviously those of you that follow me on Instagram saw that I was invited to a private dinner hosted by Drew Barrymore for her beauty line, Flower Beauty. If I had to recommend one product from that line, this is totally not sponsored. Um, they've sent me a number of things, but I've also bought so many of these things myself. It's the Flower Beauty Makeup Sponge. It's half the price of a beauty blender, but it works just as well, if not a little bit better. I mean, I want to believe it's better just because of the price difference, especially, um, especially since most makeup sponges need to be replaced really often, but it's just, it's just such a good sponge. So many brands try to come out with their versions of the beauty blender, and some are okay, but most are not so good. Um, texture is really key. Some are just way too hard for me personally. I like something with a good amount of bounce to it. I feel like that's what really made the Beauty Blender special, what makes it special. So the Flower Beauty Makeup Sponge, it's got a good bounce to it. It feels really great. It does the job. I've been using it for years now. Um, Obviously, I still use Beauty Blenders, but I do really like the Flower Beauty one just because it's so inexpensive by comparison. Um, And I've told you guys about it in videos too, but I just wanted to put that out there. Um, I'm going to be putting together a favorites video for you guys this week because I have a handful of products that I really want to talk about. Um, I'm kind of 
I'm not sure if this is allergies or if I'm like kind of under the weather. I'm kind of like in a weird um, spot right now that I'm recording. I'm honestly recording this um, as soon as I can, just so that way in case I am sick or my voice just goes to hell because like my throat is killing me. Um, just in case, whatever. I just wanted to make sure that I recorded this. Um, anyway, um, a lot of you guys were asking about Drew Barrymore. Everybody's been asking me what she's like. I've always said that she was kind of like a friend in my head, sort of, since I was like maybe my teens or whatever. If you saw my Draw My Life video, you would completely understand it. But she's someone that I've admired and respected for many years, probably most of my life. And it's, I'm sometimes a little bit hesitant about meeting people that I don't know that I really like and admire because there's always that part of you that's like, what if they're not who you think they are and like not in a good way? You know, I like a surprise if it's a good one. If it's not a good one, I don't like it. Um, But this is the second time that I met Drew. Both times she was really lovely and sweet. And this event was a lot more intimate, I think, than the first one that I went to. This was like more of a dinner. We sat down, we chatted. I really got to talk to her and she's honestly a doll. She's so funny, so smart. It's so normal. Like, if you didn't know that she was Drew Barrymore, you wouldn't think she's a famous A-list actress. Like, she's really down-to-earth, really cool. Her skin is gorgeous. She gave me a few really good recommendations that I'm going to try and let you guys know what I think. Um, I mean, like, we really talked about a lot, especially skincare. She's really into skin. I mean, I was sitting there telling her about the miracles of chlorophyll water. (laughs) Um, She definitely knows her stuff. She's like a complete beauty junkie. If you follow her on Instagram, she reviews so many different products and tries so many things out. And just she's actually a really great follow for if you're into beauty and skincare, to be very honest. So follow her on Instagram if you aren't. So overall, the event was great. There were a lot of really sweet and fabulous influencers in the room. The food was great. Um, the dinner was at Spoglia on the Upper East Side. And I'm actually planning on going back there at some point because it really did have a nice, cozy ambiance. I mean, the food was great, but I'm really big on ambiance as well. So it was just really nice, um, besides the fact that I fell. <laughs> I fell on my way in. Like, I fell outside on my way into the restaurant. I scraped my hands so bad. Um, as I was getting out of my Uber, but thankfully I didn't seriously hurt myself. I just needed a tiny little band-aid. Honestly, it was so funny because like I haven't fallen down like that since maybe I was like a kid. I mean, I, I don't typically fall like that. Um, but whatever. My outfit was fine. Didn't hurt myself. My phone went flying. Um, but it was fine. So let's get into the point of this episode and what I really want to talk about this time because Honestly, there's a lot on my mind lately, and as I've told you guys so many times on this podcast, the importance of writing and journaling regularly and making it a habit, um, I'm going to link some of the previous episodes where I talked a little bit more about the benefits of journaling, morning pages, and all that, because honestly, you would be really surprised about how much you can learn about yourself, and I really feel like self-awareness is really key. We are constantly bombarded by all of these messages of like who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to look like, what we're supposed to feel like, what our life is supposed to be like. And it can kind of become a lot, even if you're, especially if you're not paying attention, it could kind of overwhelm you and really kind of overpower your own voice, like your own, um, your own personality, actually. So I really think it's important to get to know yourself and connect with yourself so that you know what's actually important to you so that you know what to actually focus on, 
what to value, what to make a priority, what's actually worth your time and energy. Because that's the way that you find out, you know, what your strengths are, what works for you, what doesn't, what makes you happy, what holds you back, etc. Because when you have that self-awareness, you're so much better able to actually direct yourself through your life, move through life, and move towards what you actually really want and what's actually going to make you happy. That's really the whole point. Nobody gets to define happiness for you. You get to do that for yourself. So I was doing a lot of journaling and I was eventually kind of surprised by something that came out and I was like, oh my God, I need to share this because it was kind of like I had a major aha moment. Let's just put it that way. So here's what I wrote. Um, be careful of what and who you hold onto because the things you hold onto too tightly show what you're afraid of losing. So many of the things and people you are afraid to lose are the things and people that you most need to let go of in order for you to grow into who and what you have the potential to be. Don't hold on to the old with fear of not being able to replace. Everything is energy. Clear out what you no longer need, what no longer serves you, what no longer needs you. Clear away the old baggage, the outgrown, the unnecessary, the old things, habits, people, thoughts, the things that are taking up too much real estate in your life. This is the only way to make room for the new. Do not fear the clear. Clear out the old to make way for the new. Give and receive. So this is what I basically come out with. It was kind of like a stream of consciousness, morning pages type of thing. Um, If you have no idea what I mean by morning pages, there's an episode that I did a few months ago. Um, I'll track it down and put it in the show notes for you guys, but there's also a blog post. I'll probably link the blog post as well. I'll definitely I'll definitely link the blog post as well in the show notes so you guys can check that out. Um, It's a really powerful technique, in my opinion. It's really helpful, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed. I swear by it, and it's something that I've made a habit. Um, But anyway, it just came out of me, and I thought to myself, oh my god, this is something that had, in a way, been a reoccurring theme for me in some ways throughout my life. And I think it's something that so many of us can relate to. I mean, how many times have you or someone you know held on to, let's say, a relationship that wasn't fulfilling or good for them? Or how about people that hold on to certain jobs that they really hate? Or how about people that practically hoard things like stuff? Like it's like they can never get enough stuff. They're afraid of getting rid of things or removing people from their life because they have this fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the space, the fear of potentially emptiness. Um, Sometimes keeping people close or fighting to keep people and things close is only giving you the illusion of safety and the illusion of comfort. I've said this before, but the most dangerous place to be in your life is in your comfort zone. That's not where the rewards are. You can live a really okay life in your comfort zone if you want to. It could be an okay life. It could be a really boring life. Um, a very predictable, a very predictable life, but it's it's not going to typically be a really amazing life. It's not going to be really exciting or make you feel like you've accomplished anything if you stick to your comfort zone and you stick to just what you know. All of the real rewards are on the other side of fear. 
there was a really great, I think it was an Instagram post or a YouTube video. If you search like Will Smith fear on YouTube, I think you can find it. I'll see if I can find it and put that in the show notes for you guys as well. There's gonna be so many links in that show notes um, of this episode. But he says something similar about how after peak fear, like the, the scariest point, like right after the absolute scariest, most challenging point is where total bliss is. Like that's where it comes after. It always comes after that peak fear. But really, this isn't obviously about holding on to things that are actually important and good for you. Of course, there's going to be some family members, some people in your life, some things, yes, that are absolutely worth you valuing and keeping around. That's not the problem. The problem is when we hold on to things that we know aren't right for us, just because, and there's only one reason that we do that, it's fear. It's self-doubt, which is basically just the fear of not being good enough, not being enough, not being capable enough, the fear of this is as good as it's going to get for me. And that's just fucking bullshit. Like, look around. There are ugly, stupid, poor, messy, crazy people out there in the world getting what they want, getting more out of life. And that's not a coincidence. I mean, sure, every dog has its day. Everybody's, you know, I mean, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Everybody's given different, I guess, privileges, benefits, you know, everybody's dealt a different set of cards um, when they come into this world that typically they don't really have much control over. You don't have control over what family you're born into, for example. Um, but it's hard to have your day, like how every dog has its day. It's really hard to have your day when you're filling it with things that aren't fulfilling and holding on to things and people and habits and beliefs and that aren't serving you and leaving no room for the magic to come in. Not everything is going to be perfect. Nothing is going to ever be perfect. That's like, just let that go. I mean, life is going to hurt sometimes and people really do hold on to certain things because, again, they fear losing certain things. They feel they fear not being able to replace those things. They fear that empty space because the empty space can hurt. You know, a lot of the times people, like the decisions that we make tend to be as simple and as basic as, you know, we're making certain choices to either avoid pain or to get closer to happiness. And sometimes, see, when you're when you're focusing on avoiding pain, that's when you make really, really safe choices, too safe choices. Of course, you want to have some logic with you. You don't want to be completely reckless, obviously. There's a difference between, you know, being brave and being a moron, <laughs> you know, use your common sense. But a lot of the times what happens is, is by avoiding pain, you're not really totally going to get to happiness. And in order to choose that happiness, sometimes you've got to take a little bit of that first, that pain, the uncomfortableness that comes with making certain difficult decisions. Um, letting go of certain things. I mean, you guys have probably seen those memes where they show like a hand like holding onto a rope really tightly to the point of I think it's like bleeding or whatever. Um, you're holding onto things and they're actually hurting you more by holding onto them. There's no way to avoid pain in life. There's always going to be some kind of pain. And that's, you know, it's like growing pains. That's how you grow. That's how you become who 
You were meant to become who you are capable of becoming. Not everything is going to be perfect. Nothing, again, is ever going to be perfect. Life, you know, life is going to hurt sometimes. Life is like that. We're not perfect. She ain't perfect. But whatever, we're stuck with each other, we're stuck with life, and we have to find a way to make it work. And the unknown can be really, really scary. There is that point, especially right after you make that kind of scary choice, that things can be really, really, really uncomfortable. Um, And it can be really scary to finally let go of things that you're holding on to, things that maybe want to be let go. Because I think sometimes, especially when it comes to people and situations and Certain things in life where we suffer the most is when I feel like we're holding on to things that no longer want to be held by us. And that's a really painful thing because especially when you don't know what you're going to fill that quote unquote void with, if you're not really sure what you're going to do with that empty space, it can be really scary because you're like, oh oh no, like what if that's as good as it's going to get? And it's just that self-doubt is so toxic so toxic to your life and your well-being. How do you know when something or someone wants to be let go? Well, it's when no matter what you seem to be doing to try to keep that thing, that person, situation, whatever it might be, no matter how hard you seem to be trying to grab at it, it just keeps slipping through your fingers some way, somehow. That's really a sign of, I mean, have you ever heard of the quote about the universe or like the answer to a prayer or whatnot um, that says no matter what the question, the answer from whatever that higher power is always going to be one of three things. It's either going to be yes or not yet, or I have something better in mind. I have something better in mind is really just like a yes or not yet dressed up as a just not like this because it's not going to happen how you think it's going to happen or how you think you would prefer it to happen. I think we all have these things, people, habits, beliefs that we really hold on to and whether we realize it and are conscious of it or not, those things, people, habits, beliefs that we hold on to, it's really important to notice what those things are and why it is that we're really holding on to them. Are we holding on to those things? Because again, there's things that are worth holding on to are worth cherishing, are worth making the most of and spending time and energy on. But the difference is pay attention to what you're holding on to and figure out if you are holding on to those things out of fear or out of love. The things you hold on to out of love and honest love, not not fake love, not toxic love, not You want to think this is love, but it's not, okay? But like out of actual love, out of this is what's right for you. This is something that wants you to hold on to it for pure and good reason. Be careful with love because it's like I said in another episode, you can really love something, but it doesn't mean it's right for you. You can love ice cream, but if you're lactose intolerant, you know you've got to let that love go. you got to find another option that's right for you. So if you're hanging on to Bill, you love Bill. Oh, Bill is so funny. Bill is so good in bed. But if Bill makes you feel like you're not good enough for him, Bill's got to go. you got to let Bill go. So the things that you hold on to so desperately are actually really a reflection, a reflection of what you fear of losing. And the only reason you fear losing anything is because you're afraid that you either won't have anything in its place 
And if you do end up having something in its place, it's just somehow not going to measure up to what you had. Does that sound healthy? Does that sound like a healthy fear to you? It doesn't sound like a healthy fear to me. And really all of this comes from that self-doubt. And the when you're doubting yourself, you're also doubting the magic of the universe. And like, I'm not very like big on the law of attraction. You guys know that. But how I see it as is there's a difference between what you are trying to force. Whenever you're trying to force something to happen, I don't know about you guys, whenever I've tried to force anything to happen, it really hasn't worked out. But when I've just, you know, done the work, done what I could do, um, and stayed, you know, positive and open, that's where I've noticed a lot more good coming to me rather than when I would try to like force something. So there's a difference. You don't want to have that that forceful energy. You definitely do have to, I completely believe that in this life, whatever it is that you want, you do have to work for, but you don't have to kill yourself for. So you know what I mean? There's a difference. There's a very big difference. And that's how I view things. I feel like there's, you have to do your part But don't step on the toes of, you know, just the natural order of things either. Allow that, like, you have to meet in the middle. So there's definitely a big trust element. Self-doubt means you're not trusting yourself to be able to follow through. You have to really learn to trust yourself and reconnect with yourself and also pay attention to the things that you are probably, like, if you don't feel like you are capable or worthy there's probably a lot in your life that you are ignoring. I mean, I feel like we've all had experiences where some kind of coincidence has happened or seems like a coincidence has happened. Nothing's really a coincidence. Everybody has had really great things happen to them in their lives. Everybody's had some good happen to them in their lives. It's not a coincidence. So if you were worthy of good happening to you at some point, you're worthy of good and even great happening to you at some point in the near future as well. That's how I view it. So it's really about pay attention to exactly what it is that you're holding on to for the wrong reasons, what you're allowing to take up too much space in your life um, that doesn't deserve that space and time in your life, or even besides deserve, just it served its purpose. Something that I've noticed, especially in relationships, speaking about serving its purpose, relationships, certain situations, etc. What I've noticed is majority of what happens to us isn't really that random. I feel like everything kind of does happen for a reason. If Even if you don't see the reason at that point, you see it eventually, like in the long run, dots connect when, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But it's really important to notice how when there starts to be a certain amount of friction, like unsolvable friction, whether it's in a relationship, a situation, a career, it's typically an indication that whatever that part of your life, whatever that part of your life was, has already served its purpose for you at this present time. So it's kind of like this has done all that it's meant to do for you at this point. It's time to move on to the next step, the next chapter. And a lot of the time what happens with people and what causes a lot of pain is trying to avoid the pain by holding on to what seems familiar, trying to fight to hold on to the familiar. Don't fear the unknown. You got to trust in yourself and your own abilities 
and your own strength to know that, yes, it's probably going to hurt at first. Um, it's probably going to be difficult. It's probably going to take some getting used to, uh, uh, some adjustment, but you can get over it and you can get past it because there probably have been so many times in your life where you've done so, whether it was by choice or by because you were left with no other option. So that's all for this week's episode. I hope you liked it. I hope that it gave you a number of things to think about. And uh, yeah, that's all. I love you guys and I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.